1: Four minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. Our number, if you want to call us, 1-300-736-736. Thanks to tyre power. Save big time on Falcon. All-terrain tyres. Josh, we've got your text message. We can't read it out. 0427-154-166. But, Bix, you had a look at the comparisons of Brock Purdy and Lee Harvey Oswald. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, look, I can see where people are coming from, but it's not exactly identical twins.
1: That's close. He was. It's, it's he a... was.
0: Um, thankfully for Brock Purdy, he wasn't around back in the sixties. <laughs> what <a guess>. he <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> Mistaken identity. All right, let's do this. <laughs> Elephant in the room on SENSA breakfast. So, Biggs, it
1: has been a, a long summer for us both. Yes. There's been a. A lot of elephants in the room. Did you put much weight on over summer? I'm not saying that as a like a stab, I'm not throwing you under the bus.
0: No, not a whole lot. Yeah, it
1: was challenging. Oh. Summer was really challenging what for me. Did,
0: did you put on some weight?
1: Yeah, out of fair off season.
0: Yeah, but you you're fairly active. You're talking about your Strava, you've got a new Apple Watch, you're you know, you're telling me about your splits. You know what for I got your, over your five K time trial and I'm I got COVID about. for
1: my birthday. And that was not an enjoyable experience. Mm. There's some real bad stuff going around at the moment and it just ruins everything. So then you can't do any kind of exercise and Mm. it gives me more opportunity to sit on the couch and watch sport, but still no sympathy. There was a fair bit on
0: sport wise when, you know, you get the new year and you've got cricket, you've got tennis, you've got Mm. big bash. A league. it's It's all happening. Yeah.
1: So We've got a couple of elephants in the room that we need to address. Um, I'm going to throw it over to you.
0: Okay. The elephant in the room. You okay? Yeah. Well, I, want to talk, <laughs> I want to start with the A-League because you are much better versed than what I am. Yep. Is the A-League, well, I'm going to say it. The A-League is now, and people are recognising it, that it is a development league where young players are developed and then sold off to big overseas organisations. And that is how clubs are going to be successful. But how will they be measured in terms of the actual winning plates and cups and championships?
1: There's a bit of an identity crisis with the A-League at the moment. We've even seen over the past couple of days changes that have been made to the A-Leagues in itself, this huge investment from Silver Lake overseas and this big platform called Keep Up. Lots of people lost their jobs over summer um, that were involved in the A-Leagues that were Mm. working in the the front offices. Um, There's there's this understanding, I think, in Australian football that the clubs are designed to win trophies and that's it, Mm. but it's not sustainable. It's not a sustainable business. And unless you are Premier League side or you're, In La Liga, every other league around the world is essentially designed to develop and sell players and make money as a business. Mm. For Adelaide United over summer, and they're struggling at the moment. They were up 3-2 against Perth Glory. Sorry, they were down 3-2 and got that goal in the end. But they were up 2-0 against Perth Glory and then got a point out of them. They got pumped by Central Coast at home. The issues that they have had is catch-22 because you develop someone like Joe Gauci that gets a record transfer fee over to Aston Villa. Nestori Irenkunda was the record prior to Joe Gauci's record. He goes to Bayern Munich. Um, Craig, Alexander Popovich goes. Craig Goodwin. Craig Goodwin goes. Um, Bernardo ends up going over to MacArthur. And the the expectation is you are going to get a like-for-like like replacement as he is like a trade in the AFL. Mm. I think there's this... Um, Confusion about what our teams are designed to do, and the good teams will end up getting success in silverware and championships, but also have that model of being able to build players. Mm. It's, but
0: it's a it's a delicate balancing act. You're going to have to have experienced players, yeah. maybe coming down the other side, or the ones that haven't quite got there, but are going to be great players in this league at this level, and then you have to necess- or facilitate, necessitate all the opportunities for the young players yeah. like we've seen in adelaide in terms of let's use adelaide united as an example like the, the the four players we just mentioned that would suggest that they've had an exceptional year financially as a
1: business financially it's been world class
0: but that doesn't help the man in the outer at no. at high marsh no. or cooper's uh, going along and watching his team sort of concede
1: and see goals and that's where you need to find that middle ground of going, okay, so how are we going to invest in more players or where's that money going? A lot Mm -hmm. of the fans, and we'll get, we'll get Nathan Cosmina on later on this week to talk about that. Like where, where's the money going? Um, Because people want to see a like for like, and yes, it's great that we, we bring back um, Stefan Mork and Yaya Dekuli, who are former players. Mm. Are they having the same impact? Will they have the same impact? We just don't know. Yeah. But if there is an expectation that our team is going to stay the same and the squad will stay the same throughout the season then the business isn't doing the right job for the business mm. so it's it's a hard period for Adelaide United at the moment because the kids playing are really young and yep. it it's, they look young they look tired um, and the challenge is there for Calvier
0: well and and also with Calvert mentioning after the game you you know, when he was asked about uh, Nestori story, kundur uh, just questioning whether maybe the pressure had got to him. He hadn't had the same output more recently than what we'd come to expect in, in recent times. So, you know, that's disappointing as well. You know, if you feel like maybe their mind is elsewhere and it'd be hard as a young man not to be thinking about Bayern Munich and what that looks like and all the things that maybe come with that uh, when you have that sort of sort of lead-in period, which we've seen, and he hasn't quite recaptured the heights that we saw earlier.
1: No, Josh, on the text line, 0427154166, it says, unless you're the top league in the world, isn't every other league essentially a feeder for that top level? Look at the NBL, and he's right. So you've you've got to be able to develop players and make money as a business. We have seen, and we should be so grateful, that Adelaide United has only had a, a small bit of turmoil when it comes to are we going to keep the doors open there are so many clubs that fold Mm. so you need a sustainable business on and off the pitch Uh, let me ask you about Port Adelaide and your thoughts on Warren Treadray and Bruce Abernathy got to I think 200 votes separating them it's remarkable wasn't it what does this mean from your perspective in regards to what's going to happen with Port Adelaide when
0: I look at the, uh, you know, the whole, people people said, some Port Adelaide supporters said, oh, this is unedifying, you know, there's two great legends and one of them is going to miss out. Like, for me, I was a little bit the opposite. I thought, this is like, you've got a ticket where you can't lose. Like, I think both would be excellent board members. And so, in the end, it's going to be Warren Treadrow who gets the opportunity. But if it was Bruce Abernathy, I don't think they would have lost anything because I think there is a slight misconception that um, let's say if you're a, a Warren Treadrow fan, I've seen a few people say, oh, good on you, Treaders. Get in there and shake it up a bit. I, I'm just not sure you're going to see that. I'm not sure that one person on a 10-man board can shake it up. I just, I'm just, i just not convinced that that's how um, it's going to be uh, or how you want it to be. You want it to be there to be discussion and that, but, but very rarely do, is one person shaking it up. And the other thing around, uh, you know, some people who aren't huge Ken Hankley fans and they perhaps see Warren Treadray as the man that's going to, uh, you know, look at what, you know, maybe put more pressure on Ken. It's a similar argument. The, the decision whether to extend Ken or to not extend Ken wasn't, it was ratified by the board, but it was actually made by a football subcommittee that put a recommendation to the board, which had people like... Um, Uh, Cos Cardone, former board member, Dominic Cassisi uh, and others. So, uh, yes, I'm sure that the football director, if that's what Warren's going to be, would be involved in some of that discussion. But still, it will come from a recommendation from another committee that that will most likely be ratified by the board whichever way. And even if one person put up their hand and say, I don't agree with that, it'll still be a consensus vote.
1: Uh, One word answer, please. Yes or no? Do you think the club would be happy that... uh Treaders is now part of the inner sanctum. So publicly he can't say some of the things that he may have said last year.
0: Uh, I I think it's, it's going to be harder for Warren uh, with the club. I don't think the club are all that worried by it. There's other commentators. that will be out there. That'll say stuff. So I, No, I don't think the club it bothers the club that much.
1: Thirteen minutes past seven. Our number is one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We're going to chat to John in Port Augusta. Straight after this, we're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA.